Hey, and welcome back to Get Outside with Kids. This is Jen here, and I have just gotten back from a lovely week in Mexico where, let me tell you, getting outside is a heck of a lot easier when it's perfectly sunny and 27 degrees Celsius every day. I think you were just welcomed with open arms back to Vancouver today, though, Jen. It was absolutely torrential rain. It rained like the kind of rain that you step outside and you're instantly soaked. So, and that went on for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours just pouring rain. So, welcome back. It's dark and gloomy here. And I think, you know, you kind of needed it. You needed something a bit moody after all that sunshine, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. I love the contrast, especially I kind of forgot how dark the mornings were. So Um, dark. So dark. I was like, it was like 8 a.m. and I was like, where is the daylight? Did the sun forget to come up today? Because it is still so dark outside. And that's a very stark contrast to uh, enjoying breakfast on the beach and beautiful oh, sunshine stop. weather. Stop. Well, you had Okay, but uh, do we recall that Kate spent five weeks in Australia this it's winter? Five so weeks. And it was ages <laughs> ago. So speaking of transitions from hot and warm climates to Vancouver, our guest who's coming up tonight, Maria Urbando, is was born and raised in Ecuador and has moved. She's a first-generation immigrant in Vancouver. And we just love talking to her about her business, which is Little Paws Outdoor Classroom, uh, which is an outdoor classroom for two- to five-year-olds that operates in Stanley Park, Vancouver. Um, And hearing the contrast of somebody who's come from Ecuador uh, to here and how she's, you know, transitioned from her background, which is, you know, her first degrees were in environmental engineering. She's got got a ton of education in um, environmental education and childhood development and she's now working basically full-time outside with kids in Stanley Park so really interesting to see that sort of background from Ecuador coming into Vancouver one of my favorite parts of this episode is is thinking about the idea of risky play and how that changes with your perspective of where you've come from so we really love talking to Maria and we think you're going to enjoy her episode too and here it is Great. So, thank you so much for being here today, Maria. And uh, it's great to have you here on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you and to be able to talk more about my experience as an outdoor educator in Vancouver. Right. So, looking through your background, Maria, you have firstly, like a lot of qualifications. What is it that's kind of led you from, you know, starting out in environmental engineering and led you into working in the sort of outdoor world with kids? How have you kind of found this pathway in your career? Well, growing in Ecuador, I am originally from Ecuador and nature was part of me. Nature was part of my, I don't know, my blood. My dad loved to bring me outside all the time. So that's how I got introduced with nature, right? And then I decided to do environmental engineering, which was my passion at that time. But little by little, I realized how education can actually make a huge impact in the environmental problematic we have uh, nowadays in the world. So I decided to come to Canada. Um, I love this country. Uh, I visited before, decided to study here, and I just decided to come back. And I did my thesis in my bachelor of environmental education and I can, I could just realize how much impact this has on children. So I decided to do my, my master's in environmental education, but I was going to teach, you know, I felt like I was, I'm going to teach, um, university students or I don't know, high school students or maybe do some environmental programs. And then when I came to Vancouver, I gave it a shot uh, and I worked with uh, preschoolers and I loved it. I loved it so much that um, I stayed there 
I thought it was a temporary job and then I just loved it and I stay and then I opened my own business. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I, I actually have a background in engineering as well um, and also moved away from it, which I think is is interesting. A lot of people kind of get into engineering and then kind of kind of get out of it. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, particularly for people who are really into maths and science. And I think the sort of environmental education place is such a cool place to be in when you have that sort of love of maths and science. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, about your programs then that you offer in Stanley Park? Um, tell us a little bit about Little Paws Outdoor Classroom. Absolutely. Well, we opened two years ago. It was just like a dream for me, you know, like, yeah, let's let's try it a little bit. Let's see how it goes. And it turned out to be very successful. Now it's my full-time job. We offer outdoor education to kids that are from two to five years old. We are four hours outdoors, 9 to 1 p.m. every day. Uh, and this education, besides to be outdoor education and kids being outside, is mostly to connect children with nature. Since I am an environmentalist, right, somehow, um, I would love for the children to connect with nature since they are little ones. So when they grow up, they already have this love to nature and their decisions in adulthood may be impacted by these early, early experiences, right? Uh, so we do mostly that. We just do free playing, outdoor education, uh, but we teach about nature. We teach about how to be kind with nature, to take care of nature. We are just, for example, right now, we are just learning about birdies. What kind of birds are outside? Is it safe? Is it good for them to be fed by humans? Is garbage being um, good for them? You know, so all of these little things. Uh, and today, one of my kids was like, oh, I could hear a chickadee and they could identify it already the sound. So, yeah, it's mostly that, right? Like just learn from nature. Oh, I love that. That sounds like such a fulfilling and wonderful job for you to be outside all day, for these kids to have this wonderful experience outside all day. Um, I'd love to touch a little bit, uh, Maria, on your own childhood. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier on in the podcast, that you are a newcomer to Canada um, and you spent your you know formative years in Ecuador. And what is it like getting outside in Ecuador? I mean, apart from a much better climate than we have here in Vancouver. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but share maybe some of the maybe some of the things that you miss about Ecuador, and maybe if there's things that you prefer in Canada about getting outside. I'd love to hear your thoughts as somebody who's new to the outside experience in Canada. Of course. Uh, well, when I grew, when when I experienced nature in Ecuador, I was a child, right? So I was curious. I was like with this early, I don't know, enthusiastic to just explore. So my grandma used to live in the countryside besides a volcano that was one of the, it's one of the biggest volcanoes in the world. It's called Cotopaxi. And so that volcano was big part of my life, uh, connection and connected with nature since it was scary to me, but at the same time, beautiful. So I love this volcano, but at the same time, I used to have nightmares with the volcano. <laughs> so that's how I got connected to nature and learned to respect like, yeah, nature is, is, is somehow scary, right? Like sometimes you have to respect nature somehow, uh, but at the same time, it's just beautiful. Outdoors in, in Ecuador is different, definitely, than in here. It's less safe in terms of um, criminality, and it's less, less safe in terms of, you know, kidnaps and stuff like that. So children play outdoors, but it's mostly in the countryside areas. I could experience uh, nature in the countryside area of my grandma. 
and I play, I play, I, I had a lot of time um, playing without an adult looking at me, right? Playing without an adult. And I think many of our experiences having like that when we grew up. Yeah, I just play nature so much. And coming here, I experienced outdoors as an adult already. And I just loved it. I love how Canada, the, like the parks, the, the national parks, the safety of being outside um, with the kids. You know, we left the backpack sometimes and supervise. Uh, the kids can play outside a little bit and supervise. I mean, I am around, but I trust that nothing is going to happen. I trust in the safety that this country um, provides. Um, so yeah, that's that's mostly the big difference that come to my mind. Uh, but then nature is beautiful everywhere, right? Like you can experience nature in different climates, in different landscapes. A bit, I mean, to me, it's it's beautiful in different ways. I love that, and I love um, you know I've traveled throughout a lot of different parts of the world. And one thing we're very lucky here in Canada to have is that safety piece. Um, while I'd love to have a warmer climate sometimes like other places in the world, you know, you can't, you can't win them all. Coming from that background in Ecuador where it is unsafe in some places to play outdoors, you know, a lot of people here are scared of what's called, you know, risky play. <laughs> what was Absolutely. your kind of perception of that when you came here? Like the risk tolerance that parents have here because I, my sort of feeling is that we're overdoing it in Canada and North America and many countries like us where it's like we don't actually have real, real risk. So, we're sort of confusing ourselves and being like, ooh, but little Sonia can't climb a tree because she might fall out and hurt herself. You know, like what's your perception of that? Do you, compared to what you kind of grew up with and what you observe in, in parents in Ecuador? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think families in Canada have to just embrace how lucky they are uh, of living in a, in a safe country. There are always risks in different ways, but not because of this. I don't think it's worth it to overprotect our children because children can just be such great opportunities, you not know, to learn, to trust in themselves. So risk play may look different in both, in, in different countries, in Ecuador and in Canada. But I have found in my experience living in Ecuador or living in here, I have experienced that Canada is a safe place to let your kids, to, to let your kids play outside. Even like, a, you know, emergency is just, let's say it's something happened. Uh, emergency comes right away. You don't have to wait. In Ecuador, you have to wait right. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> so all of these factors to me, at least, um, make me feel confident to bring my kids outside. Maybe because I come from a different background. So to me, it's easier to say like, okay, here's safer. I can actually let the kids to take more risks mm -hmm. and in my experience, I have plus five plus years experience in Canada working as an outdoor education. I mean, I've learned that kids know how to take care of themselves if we trust on them, if we give them that confidence. Mm -hmm. I avoid the words, for example, be careful. Right. I am like, be aware that there is like, you know, this around, listen to your body. Is it safe for you to take this risk? And that actually, you know, things so kids sometimes stop and think about it and don't do it. Or sometimes they just do it in a different way, you know, like they don't do it how they were going to do it. Now they sit down and, okay, let's do it slowly. And nothing has happened. In my experience, nothing has happened. But coming probably from a different background as myself, coming to Canada and experience the safety that the country offers, uh, to me, allows me to give the kids more more space to, to, to do more risk. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were speaking with a guest recently who said, you know, even the term risky play is kind of a bit silly because play always has risks and it should have risks. And I think that it's really, it's play with risks. It's not risky play. And that that distinction is really important because kids are kids and play is play. <laughs> I think we get really exactly. caught up in these words of like, oh, I must be engaging my children in risky play. It's like, just let them go play. Exactly. And risky play doesn't mean to be dangerous, right? It has to yeah. be like, even jumping on one foot can be risky play for every child. That's, <laughs> you know? Cannot even walk that well. Yeah. Uh, so it depends on the development of the child, on the confidence of the body. Like risky play can be, you know, little things like that, like yeah. jumping on one foot or just jump from one rock to the ground or things like that. Coming from Ecuador to Vancouver and working outdoors, what's your experience? If, if, if you're listening in and you've never been to Vancouver, um, in short, Vancouver is a very rainy and wet place. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> how did you adjust to that, particularly in a job where you had to be working outdoors all the time? And how do you kind of stay sane on a day like today? Today was atrocious. The rain was horrible. I'm guessing you were outside with kids. How do you sort of deal with being outside in the rain a lot, particularly when you didn't grow up in this kind of climate? Like me, I also didn't I find it hard to adjust. <laughs> Absolutely. In Vancouver, it rains all the time, even in summer. Last year, we had a very tough spring. I don't know if you remember that, but I was tired of the rain. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were waiting for the, for the sun and it didn't came. To me, it is difficult. I cannot deny that. It's hard. Uh, days like today, for example, I'm going to be honest, I woke up. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's raining and it's not going to stop raining. Uh, but then... I go outside. Uh, we have a little tent that we call it, it. That's our classroom. So it's a little tent, a tarp where the kids get in inside, let's say. Um, so today I went, the kids got inside the classroom. Um, they were eating and then I tried to keep them inside until the rain stops a little bit, but they went out. They were completely <laughs> fine. They didn't even like some of the kids didn't even wore anything like gloves or something that they were like completely fine. And I, I, I was thinking, like, I need to learn more about them. <laughs> and it has been all my experience, like during this five plus year, to me, it's difficult. But then as soon as I see the kids doing it, I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. We just mm-hmm. have to put the raincoats uh, or, or gloves. And it's so, I teach them that it's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel cold. Let us know. We, we have always, you know, spare clothes. We have extra gloves at the backpack. So we are prepared for this. But for them, like to learn that it's okay to feel cold. It's okay to feel uncomfortable and it's okay to express that. And it's okay to have fun under the rain too, you know? <laughs> um, so everything can happen in these rainy days. I have had very good rainy days and I have had very creepy, crappy days too. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe on that note, Maria, we always, uh, we always ask our guests on every episode of the podcast, uh, like tell us a story when things didn't go well. Um, you know, we know as, as parents, you know, and as educators, even when you plan for the best and even sometimes you've got the extra clothes, sometimes days just go sideways. So we'd love if you have a story where one of those days was a crappy rainy day, maybe where things just went sideways. And and what did that look like for you? Absolutely. Yeah. Most of my days go well in under the rain. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember a couple of them. But one of them was just, oh, it was a spring last year. We were not ready for the rain because the forecast said it was going to be good, sunny. Uh, many of my kids didn't bring it 
rain jacket. We decided to go to the beach because it was going to be a good day. We were like jumping and paddles in the beach. We were like playing. We were already a little bit wet, right? Like jumping on the paddles, splashing the water. And it was like probably a matter of a minute. It started to rain and it started to be windy. And it was probably if we were ready for this, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been that shocked. But the kids got shocked. They were like, oh my goodness. You know, and they, they, all of them, I had like 10 kids outdoors, started to cry, didn't stop. (laughs) And honestly, I wanted to cry too, because we were not ready for this. Like we were not, it was supposed to be sunny and suddenly it's rainy and windy. So I had to call parents, of course, and ask them, I'm sorry, but please pick the kids up. (laughs) We cannot do this. We are not ready for this. And you know what? The best thing that happened is that after that day it was a very crappy day for all of us and i i expressed that to to them too like i expressed them like i feel like crying too (laughs) but after that day after the day they remembered this day as they did it you know like do you remember that day that we were like you know uh it was very windy and rainy and then it like they remember as a an adventure they acknowledged that it was bad but they made it you know so they always remember this day somehow like, yeah, remember that day we were like there and then we were crying all and parents have to pick us up. So it's, it's so cool. And they, they say like as if they have been doing something great. You know, we made it. We did it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I love the idea of that happening of 10 kids crying and then the educator crying too. Like, I, yeah. I had to bring them to the washroom because they were cold, tried their hands to warm it up a little bit. And I mm. sat and I was like, I need to cry too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been there though. Like as parents, yeah. as educators, we've all had days where we have had to either try not to cry or just actually literally cry tears in front of your children or locked in the bathroom somewhere. So yeah. you are not alone. And we, I only have two children I have to deal with. And sometimes I feel like I want to cry. So if I had 10 crying children, <laughs> I would definitely be crying too. So, you know, you made it through, you managed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that day too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's stronger because of it. The tip to go and uh, hide in the bathrooms, though, I had to use that the other day where I'd misjudged the weather and it was really, really cold. And we actually retreated to a bathroom, like a public bathroom. That was the plan. It was like, well, kids, it's really cold out here. And there was a hand warmer inside. And I'm like, I don't think this is the most energy efficient way to heat up, but we're cold. <laughs> we stood under the hand warmer and I was like, this is what our outdoor adventure looks like today. That's just how it is. <laughs> it's just how it is. Extreme weather, extreme decisions. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I like that. Um, so, Maria, can you tell us a little bit about where you offer your programs here um, in the Vancouver region, particularly for people who are not from Vancouver? Tell us a little bit maybe about Stanley Park um, and the kinds of programs that you offer for kids there. Absolutely. Yeah, we operate in Stanley Park. Stanley Park is one of, I could say, the biggest parking in, in Vancouver. It's a city park. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, we work there. We work, we have different forests. We have different, we call it different classrooms. So we have the forest and we have the beach. So we have different uh, little classrooms that we call it. And they, they name their classrooms. So for example, second beach is moon beach. Um, we have a Spider-Man beach. We have salami forest. So we have paddle forest. So it's super fun because they can actually relate and connect themselves with the forest and the beach, naming them, right? Like they name it, they name them. I don't know 
where Spider-Man bitch came from, but they just decided to do it. <laughs> Makes sense. So, it yeah, makes yeah, total yeah, sense. Right? Yeah, or salami forest. I don't know. I asked them and one kid said like, yeah, we like salami. I was like, okay, salami forest. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we operate in Stanley Park. Um, we use many of the forest spaces and the beach. Yeah, that's, that's how we do it. And we have a little tent that we just put up between the trees and yeah, that's our classroom and and the and Stanley Park is our garden somehow. Stanley Park mm. is like iconic in Vancouver. If you come as a tourist, you know, you, you pretty much everybody does the seawall where you can go around the outside. So it's kind of bounded on most sides by the ocean, Brad Inlet, which means that you can also, you know, you can sometimes see, Jen and I both used to work at the Vancouver Aquarium and you can sometimes see killer whales swimming by right there from, you know, from Stanley Park. And then there's this huge rainforest. So you've got like beaches and rainforest, such a beautiful place. And what a special place to be able to take little kids and to, to teach them every day absolutely and we see many animals every day right like we see lots of biodiversity mm-hmm. um, and winter is the best time to see it because there are no many people around it yeah so there are more birds to see more squirrels because the squirrels don't, don't go to sleep in here <laughs> <laughs> so we see them like we see them and, and and in summer we cannot actually see them because there are more people so winter one of the special things about these rainy days where there are no people outside um, is that we can see more uh, biodiversity in Stanley Park. Are there squirrels in Ecuador, Maria? Yes. <laughs> there are no squirrels. I think they in are a- everywhere. <laughs> There's no squirrels in Australia. So you can tell yeah. the Australian tourists in Stanley Park because they're like, oh my gosh, squirrels. Whereas Vancouverites are like, yeah, it's a rat with a fluffy tail or it's, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not. same with the geese. The geese too. Like everyone gets crazy about the geese. Yeah, yeah true. The geese can be mm-hmm. nasty. But um, have you had any uh, encounters with wildlife with your kids? Have they gotten up too close to a squirrel before? A goose given one a bit of a honking peck? <laughs> oh, yeah, we have had. <laughs> um, we, we, I usually talk to the children or educators and I talk to the children about respecting the wildlife space. So we don't approach to them. We just look at them. Uh, we don't feed them. That's a no-go for us. That's a big no. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't uh, like, we always talk like, let's, let's respect their space. Let's respect their house. So we haven't had encounters like too close, but we have seen coyotes, for example. And it hasn't been, uh, you know, like sometimes if you respect the space, if you just look at them, it's beautiful. So we have, we have encountered coyotes like two or three times, I guess, and it has been beautiful. And I remember when the coyote problem was happening in Stanley Park, we moved to Sunset Beach because the coyote problematic last year. I don't know um, if you remember, but it was mm-hmm. a little bit a little bit rough. So we moved in that case. And then the very first day we were there, a coyote was over there. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but you know what? It was beautiful because that coyote, it was a young coyote. It was lost probably, but we sat at the lock and we just look at it. Mm. And then it disappeared and it was fine. The kids love to see it. Yeah. Oh, I bet the kids would be that. That'd be that. That'd be the highlight of their day. Yeah. If you're wondering, they what are we're excited, talk- but I am scared. You know, yeah. they are oh, excited, yeah. but I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> if you're wondering what we're talking about with coyotes as well, go and Google Stanley Park and coyote, and you'll see some of the news stories. But happy to hear you haven't had any encounters closer than that, Maria. <laughs> no, we have not. Yeah. <laughs> if no, people. If people want to learn more about this awesome outdoor school and uh, where they can sign up for programs if they're in the Vancouver area, where's the best way to get in touch and learn more about the outdoor school? Yeah, uh, you can find us in littlepostoutdoors.com. That's our website. And then you can find our Instagram on our Facebook page there. You can uh, 
contact us through the website too, um, and you will find all the information there. We have we we run from September to July all year long. Amazing! I imagine uh, it must be a hot program because I feel like that sounds like a, such a beautiful experience. If it works out for your family, for your children to be outside in probably the most beautiful spot in Vancouver, and to be able to be there every single day enjoying nature would be uh, such a huge, uh, you know, such a huge thing to do as a parent for your kid to be able to have that time in nature. Well, thank you so much, Maria, for being here today. If you are listening in, make sure to check out those show notes that you can head over to the website or Maria's Instagram account. Um, As always, if you have enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend who might be looking for more outdoor experiences or just ways to get outside with their kid. And of course, we'd love if you could leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Get Outside with Kids with Jen and Kate, and we'll be back for more soon. 